What's up, guys? Welcome to the sesh, Rob. Hey, how's everybody doing? I got someone special here today because uh, the world that we're living in is a little bit uh, bleak sometimes, and uh, I want to get everybody's, uh, well, I want to get your information on how people can be more happy. So before we go into it, give everybody a little bit of background of what you do. Sure. So my name is Dina Sanani, and I am the joy activator. Um, I grew up in a very spiritual household. I was always a happy chick, you know, no matter what went on. I was like, do, 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 oh, look. And everyone said, you know, I looked at the world through rainbow glasses. And um, as I continued on, I still maintained that disposition. I started two happiness clubs, one in Dubai, which garnered me a lot of publicity, like newspaper, magazines, radio. They're like, a happiness club in wait, the wait, Middle East? Wait, wait, did you say you were from Dubai? I lived in Dubai for several years. So. Okay. Let me backtrack. I was born in the Philippines, raised in Hong Kong, did my um, high school, secondary school education there, flew halfway across the world at 16. Wow. Um, I was in junior college in LA. I had no clue what I was doing. So it was like, okay, we'll start at a junior college. My brother was at UCLA at the time. And so here's the 16 year old, right? Taking her first summer class at UCLA communications. And then I went to Santa Monica College, where all the wannabe celebrity actors and people They all are, go through there. Right. And the average age is 26, and I'm here to do, do, do 16. <laughs> um, but then I went to UC Santa Barbara, got my degree in communication. So I was in LA, Santa Barbara, went back to Hong Kong, got a job in New York. Wow. I was in San Francisco. So you travel. Dubai. Yeah, I've been to about 26 countries or so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's pretty amazing. Are you fluent in any other language other than um, so, English? Oh, I forgot to add, by ethnicity, I'm Indian. Though in this part of the world, most people think I'm Latina, some form of Latina. It's like, hola, mamacita. The right? important part is how's the food down here? You know, it's not too bad. I'm luckily enough, I'm one of those weird Indian chicks that doesn't like spicy food. Oh. <laughs> I have a very sensitive palate. I did my DNA test and so it says I'm a super taster. Interesting. Yeah. So how do people find happiness in the world that we're living in? Because social media, and Rob's, I see it all the time. Actually, this morning, I posted something on Facebook mm-hmm. that I'm an emotional eater. And surprisingly enough, people went on my post and they're like, well, I'm an emotional eater and a drinker. And through COVID, I didn't realize it. And I was reflecting on it uh, today, this morning, when, when people were commenting that uh, I was drinking a lot during COVID. Like, that, that's yeah. all we were doing is just drinking and barbecuing every single day. So like like at maybe 10 in the morning, 11, we're like, all right, what are we gonna do today? Well, can't There's go anywhere. There's alcohol, right. there's food. Well, let's just drown our emotions in yeah. food and alcohol. And then it wasn't until this year that we met Mike, and, uh-huh. and this guy had the, the excellent idea of going to work out. I said, dude, <laughs> let's, uh, we're in our 40s, man. Let's start, let's start acting healthy. Yeah, so Mike came in the picture, and, and I've, I've lost weight twice, uh, significant w- weight twice in my life. So mm-hmm. one was uh, 100 pounds and one was 40 pounds. And now I'm down to 40 pounds, about 45. But I would have thought that I would have stopped this already. Like, it's already gone over the limits. Like, all right, dude, like, okay, I'm getting tired of this. But we're seeing results. And I think a the, lot of it's... Yeah, no, we, we are seeing results. And I think what happens is, is that when you're proactively doing something to help your health, 
such as working out as as tough and as rigorously as we have been just something instinctively just triggers and and your body all of a sudden wants to eat a little healthier mm -hmm. you know and wants to you know kind of stay away from the from from the junk food and whatnot so i think that one uh positive action begets another one and, and we look at things now like, well, shit, man, we just busted our ass for an hour, burnt like six, seven hundred calories, and we're gonna go eat some fries, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe it's not. like we didn't do anything, <laughs> right. you know. So I think that, that, that the awareness of what you're doing and what the struggles are and how real they are when you're out there in the gym and you're pushing to burn the calories, I think that we just become a little bit more aware of, of what the intake is. Yeah. But it helps with and the mental reflects. health. Which oh, is, absolutely. Which yeah. is super important because uh, before this, I was we were just doing stuff and we'd be here all day. Yeah. But when Mike came in the picture, I was like, all right, I, I get why this is therapeutic. Like, yeah. I, I get it. All your emotions go away, everything's stress. And it can be. I mean, and then you have people who spend ridiculous amounts in the gym and then go into like, you know, self-esteem. Uh, body dysmorphia and they're constantly checking themselves out and like oh, that's me right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so it's, it's a really it's a really fine a balance fine line, and mental yeah. health is so crucial but the funny thing is during the pandemic like right when it started in march i don't know what possessed me i don't know if you remember this josh but i started a live facebook dance party i do every single i did it straight for 45 days I understood the science behind it, right? When you are in a pandemic state, we didn't know what to expect. There was so much fear, and the focus was watching the news, reading the newspaper, Facebook was showing death counts every single day, and so there was such panic. And so what I would do was go online. I mean, I, I think back to this, and I'm like, what? But I literally just went online, turned on my Zoom on my laptop and said, we're having a live dance party. And there was me by myself dancing. I put on YouTube and get shut down every five minutes, <laughs> didn't realize, but dancing every day. And I was telling people, look, when you're dancing, you're moving your body, you're changing your physiology, you're changing your focus, you're listening to music, it makes you feel better. And so it sort of, created this following i had people who would be like okay it's 8 p.m dina's going live and they wouldn't follow me and dance or they wouldn't come on the zoom they would sit and just sit in their bed have a drink watch listen to the music and i would be getting like requests hey do a country night hey do <laughs> you know bollywood night hey do this and then dj robert Sabayos gave me mixed cds to you oh, so nice. i didn't get shut down and it was this thing and I cannot tell you how many people DM'd me saying thank you. And I was on at a time where, because I'm so international, I had people from Hong Kong tuning in, I had people from Dubai tuning in, I had people from India starting their mornings wow. and saying, thank you, this is putting me in a positive state of mind. To start your day. To start the day. And that's what's really important. You know, people say, well, happiness, what's that? Happiness is a decision you need to make every single moment until it becomes a habit. You have to create the happiness habit. And you activated that in certain people. So how do you activate? It's honestly, you know, like I said, I went through life and I've gone through major challenges. I went through health challenges. At 14, I developed uh, psoriasis on my body. 
it went full blown where it was severe head to toe, lost a oh. lot of my hair. I looked like a third degree burn victim. How long ago was this? This was, so I'm turning 49 in December. I know I look really young, thank you. You, <laughs> you look great. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna get to why yeah. in a while. <laughs> but um, honestly, you know, going through that, I mean, as a young girl and adolescence, our body image is everything. But honestly, it was the grace. My dad was my best friend. He was highly spiritual, though we were Hindu by religion. My dad was more of a spiritual man. He was a preacher. And he followed a guru that believed in the formless creator of all that is, and that everyone was the same. And no matter what you wore, what you ate, what you looked like, we were all part of this everything, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so I grew up innately in a household believing in a being greater than myself and in love and so going through that having that skin disorder i could have had two choices i could have been really miserable locked myself in the house suicidal i mean you have no idea how many people and how you know it's not like a life-threatening type of condition but it's so socially self-esteem wise that you could be like i'm yeah, yeah. done i get it and i used to go for treatments at ucla and there would be people so much older than me who were miserable and unhappy and just not in a good space but i managed to go through that saying well i hate being miserable i'd rather be happy so i went through that then i went through losing my father wow. on his 60th birthday this is now 21 years ago on july 18th Right, and he was my best friend and I held his hand as he took his last breath. Like, and I was 27 years old, he like was my everything. Me and my mom, typical mother-daughter, like meow, you know, cat and dog fights. My brother, both of us left to the US back in the 80s when we got our green cards. You know, and we flew here, we were in Chicago, went to school in Chicago for a while. I was 10 years old, I was in seventh grade. I didn't want to be away from home. From Chicago, we moved to San Francisco, was in high school there, but I managed to say, mom, dad, I want to come back home, so I went back home. My brother continued his education in the US and was always there. So I finished off in Hong Kong, but me and my brother weren't very close, didn't have the closest relationship, so losing dad was like, yeah. I felt so abysmally alone, but death is such a big fear for people, right? People are so unhappy because they're so scared to die. But again, with the spiritual upbringing, you realize you're merging back into all that is and that it's a cycle. And Hindus tend to believe in reincarnation and karma and those things. And so I had the awareness that death wasn't the final place. And so I was able to go through that as well, able to go through relationship issues. Oh, goodness. Like one after the other, right? Because you're longing for someone and yeah. you go through you're, things. You're missing a little piece of something. You're trying to always fill in that void. Exactly. And that's how I got into the healing work. Actually, backtrack. I was 15 years old and I did my first energy healing course and it was a Japanese healing art called Mahikari and you wore something that you were connected to an energy source in Japan you learned a prayer and it's still you know done people are still practicing this and you 
connected and tapped in energy through your hand to someone's third eye. Interesting. You'd say that prayer and you would just give energy. I was 15 years old. Wow. Right? And, you know, now people are talking about energy and healing. It's, it's more acceptable. Yeah. Now. I'm talking about 33 years ago. <laughs> so, like, it wasn't new to me. I'd watch my father hold a cup of water and pray over it. If someone would come to him and say, oh, I'm not feeling well, he would just say, bring me a glass of water. He'd pray over it and give them the water. And now there's research in science. Dr. Mazuro Emoto talks about the science of water and how water holds emotions. And they do the experiment. Hmm. I don't know if you've seen it, but no. you can put like words like love and peace and joy on a bottle of water. And when you look at it under the microscope, you can see beautiful snowflake-like crystals. Really? But if wow. you put war and hate and anger and stuff, it's just mush. Interesting. They've done the experiments on rice and stuff. So lots of science now behind this, but that realization early on. And so happiness was always my thing. I had a blog back in the 80, 90s, musings of a happy chick, you know, and I told you I started the happiness club because for me, I believe that life was such a blessing yeah. and that it's a gift that we were given and to make the most of it. And so during the pandemic, during all this time, I was in a good space as a healer. Um, after dad passed, after all those relationship drama, I did a theta healing. A theta portion. healing, was that the, the vibrations? Theta as in the brain state. Okay, but so that, you, that's through vibrations, isn't it, or no? No, you don't have to do sounds or anything. Okay. We get into a theta state by pure meditation and connecting to the energy of all that is. And like the creator of Theta Healing, who's here, Viana Steibel, she's a lady scientist. So all these EKGs on the brain to see that even when a practitioner gets into the Theta brain state, the client hooks onto that and gets into a Theta hmm. brain state. I just was seeing a client the other day and she goes, oh, I'm so lightheaded. I don't know, you know, like, wow. whoa, you know, and I go, yeah, it, it just, it's amazing how we're energetic beings. Yeah. And we're all tapped into energy, but people forget. Let's put it that way. People well, no forget. Taught. Like very few, very few people are, aren't, aren't explained. You know. Yeah. So it they just, might encounter. Yeah, they yeah. might encounter it and experience it and um, write it off as something that um, you know something that makes sense to them instead of absorbing the vast knowledge that we're a part of something. You know that, that that we're all kind of connected from the table yeah, I, to I, everything. I love what you're doing because I, I truly believe in this. Is that you need to get your hand held to show you how to do things. Like for example, our workouts. Like we we got we get into flow states. Yeah. And mm -hmm. The way we know how to get in flow state is because time passes by and, so and fast. And we're taught. Right. Yeah. And, and we're taught correctly how to do it. So, right. what are some of the actionable tips that that you teach that that can help people that are going through something right now? It's about understanding and this is a secret right that you have a choice no matter what your situation no matter what your circumstances you have the choice to think about what you wanted to think about humans just from decades eons caveman days were defaulted to negativity you know, saber-toothed tiger, ha, run, run. <laughs> and we're in fright and flight. 
constantly we were, we don't need to be in that state, but unfortunately we're defaulted. So the news, the um, all the sensationalism is what we thrive on. Oh my God, we're all gonna die, right? And that's why I say you have to create the happiness habit. It's a choice and a decision you need to make to flip that switch. I had a client, a potential client call me up and she wanted to find out more about what I was doing in the Theta Healing and the one-on-one soul sessions that I did. And we were chatting and I was talking to her and the one last question she asked me, she goes, Dina, I wanna ask you something, last question. I said, sure. She goes, are you always joyful? And I'm like, shit, <laughs> hell no. I'm human. Yeah. Life happens to me too. But what's a saving grace for me is that my switch is flipped mm-hmm. and I'm defaulted to happiness and joy. So you feel your emotions. You don't want to ignore your emotions, right? You want to acknowledge them. What do most people do? Stuff them down. Stuff oh, I'm okay. Down. I'm okay. Yeah. Mm, you know, especially men, like, Big boys don't yeah. cry and suck it up and it's your responsibility. I don't know how many, I've seen doctors, lawyers and judges here locally, men, who, you know, all have these limiting beliefs, who've been taught in a very sort of Mexican machismo culture. Is, let me ask you this because you've traveled. Is that yes. only here in the Rio Grande or is everywhere? It's, it's not only here. Um, a lot of the times, like the Indians are very similar, you know, from caveman times again, man, provider, I go hunt, fish, I provide, women, nurturer. And these are sort of DNA defaults that we have, but because of ancestral, cultural conditioning and programming, it follows through until someone says the buck stops here, right? We're continuing the generational trauma. What once was relevant in perhaps our parents' time, our great, you know, our grandparents' time, our great grandparents' time is no longer relevant in the world that we live in, but we're continuing these beliefs. We're continuing the programming. You know, why do they call it television programming? programmed program, yeah. they're programming us yeah. on what to think on what to believe commercials as soon as a commercial goes on it gets louder and then it's a flashing you want this you want this hey mom i want this and oh i need the next gucci chanel prada whatever it is right we're programmed not to think we're programmed just to follow and be part of the cogs that make the wheels turn yeah and i i truly believe that because uh now now i'm noticing more like on social media uh how i was getting programmed because before on instagram it was a lot of um a lot of food and i I always told rob it's like my whole thing has changed the whole thread has changed now and now that I'm trying to be a little bit more healthy, more of the healthy stuff is popping up right. because you know that's what I'm interested in now. Right. And Facebook and TikTok and all these companies do a really good job at feeding you exactly what you like. It's it's the crack of the internet. It's incredible how much so. So a lot of people complain about social media and all the negativity. I started Facebook I think 17 years ago or something. You know when I was living in Dubai. And at that time, there was this whole social networking thing going on. And I connected to all these individuals who were on the same sort of wavelength, 
more spiritual, more into helping and serving and connecting. And so my feed has always been mm-hmm. positive. Positive. And you attract, you know, like attracts like, so you're attracting. And so I get great information. And then obviously the things that interest me are the things that I'm interested in. And then (laughs) I see more of that on my feed. So it's a double-edged sword, right? It depends on you and your interests. And if you're indulging in the cheese man, wanting to check out everyone's comments and, oh my goodness. And like people feel the need to share all the bad news. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, stop. During COVID, like I had a friend reach out. Actually, I barely knew her and she was really going through major fear, major like, oh my God, I don't know what to do with life and just sending her little messages, you know, telling her it would be okay and to switch off the damn television, right? We get to choose what we indulge. People talk about diet all the time. And when we think diet, what do we think? Food we eat. Mm-hmm. Your diet's not only the food you eat, it's all that you're consuming. Interesting. I've never heard it that way. It is what you're watching, what you're reading, who you're surrounding yourself with. The people that are around you, are they lifting you up? Are they making you, you know, strive to be a better version of yourself? Are they like aspirational or are they the Debbie Downers and are they the ones that walk around with a black crowd and say, hey, come and complain with me and isn't the world sucky and let's go drink ourselves to, you know, oblivion and it's energy. Your energy speaks volumes. And I tell people, you all know when you walk into a room, sometimes you're like, oh, something strange here. It's weird here. It's weird. (laughs) It's a weird vibe. Or someone can walk into the room and It doesn't have to be the world's most gorgeous person. They just have something about them that pulls you. That it factor, what is that? That's personal magnetism. That's energy. What did you, you talked about this the other day. It was uh, charisma. Charisma, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about what you talked Um, about, because I found that super interesting. I, uh, I vaguely remember, but I guess one time I read or I absorbed from somewhere um, that charisma, oh, a buddy of mine was like, well, explain charisma to me. And, and I think I was asking him, actually, because he, he just exuded it. Like, he always wanted to be around this individual. And, and um, he said, well, man, the best thing I can do, the best thing I can offer you is this. He goes, just put yourself in a scenario. You're a host at a party. And party's been going on for the last three hours. And somebody walks in. And you go up to that person and you're like, where have you been? Hey, everybody, the party can start now. Josh just got here. God damn it, we've been waiting for you. And you just, you feed these people this energy that like you're missed when you're gone and, and, um, and, and, and you're welcome when you're here. And then you take that same person six hours later of partying with him or her and now they're, they're, they're yawning. They're like, all right, I got to go. You know, I'm ready to get home. And you pop up, the person with charisma, and say, what are you talking about? You just got here. How are you going to leave us already? You know, I'm, and I've always kind of kept that near and dear, you know, to my heart. If you want to be charismatic, make sure people feel well and good and, and have a good vibe when you're around them. And it's I a think conscious that, effort. It's a conscious effort. Like, you, you, I, I don't believe that there are people out there who just are charismatic just because they are. I think that it's a practice. I think that it's something that you need to learn to do. And and I think it all kind of goes back to being 
positive, like you said, you know, and, 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 and really promoting endorphins and getting people in the mood to, to, to do activities and to be, you know, engage in, in, in interesting conversations and stuff. I feel, and again, I've read this or absorbed it from something I watched or, or heard, um, that by design we're meant to be happy, you know, just, just we live longer, you know, we, we, our, our, our bodies work better, um, we sleep better, you know, the whole thing all goes all the way back to, you know, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile, and little simple things like that kind of have, those context clues has convinced me, have convinced me that, that, yeah, I think that by design we're meant to be happy. So if you're a charismatic person, you're a happy person, and, and, and we work hard. Again, I've said this, Julius, uh, my, my cousin Cindy's husband, just a, a really stand-up guy, man. I mean, I, I've spent very little time with him throughout our lives because of proximity, but the time that I have spent with the cat, I'm, I've been impressed by him because he just, he's so patient, so happy all the time. And Cindy is very animated and very kind of like you were talking about road rage before we, you know, hit record and stuff like that. So that's why Cindy, she's like, hey, fuck you. And then, you know, she's like, oh, she's ready to go, you know, get everybody in and, uh, and be her. And he'll tell her, girl, you're giving your happiness away too cheap. We bust our asses to be happy. We wake up in the morning. We, we make sure that our kids are fed and that they get the things that they want and that they're doing well. And we go do good at, at our jobs to make money so that we can afford all these things. We bust our asses to be happy. And then some idiot that you don't know, you'll never see again, cuts you off or you know, does something. Yeah. And you just let go of all of this happiness and you turn... You turn your vibe from, hey, I'm on my way to work and I'm going to kill it today to you son of a bitch. And all of a sudden now you've you're absorbed and now you're in this funk, man. Yeah. He says you're giving your happiness away way too cheap. He said, so start weighing, you know, what it costs you to be happy versus what it costs, how quickly you dispense it, you know, and throw it away over some asshole that you're never going to see again, that you have no control over. And at the end of the day, it's a reflection of that person. You know, you gave this individual domain over your state of 100%. mind. It's about your energy. It's about your energy, yeah. Right. So, so yeah, you know, I think being charismatic and being happy, um, I heard you say it earlier uh, that it's a choice. Having, having been in a true, true state of depression, clinically diagnosed, prescri you know, prescribed, even spent time in a mental institution. Wow. I can sit here and say that your switch theory, good luck with that, because when people are in a depressed state of mind, there's no such thing as happiness. It's, it's not a, a, to me, I find that it was never a choice. I had to be, I had to learn that, um, that my mind is where I am alone. In terms of spirituality, I had to learn that the reason why we make mistakes, humbly, I'm not an educated man, nor am I ordained or, or anything, but humbly speaking, although our spiritual leaders, whether it's Jesus or Buddha or whoever it is that we pray to, might just be the universe, Whoever it is that allows us to make our mistakes and give us free will and give us all these things, that entity does not have any domain over our mind. 
We are a hundred percent alone in here. That entity lives in our hearts. That entity lives within us. And in order to communicate with that entity, that individual, you have to speak out loud. You have to vocalize it so that your ears can hear it and it can penetrate and come into your soul. Our minds have nothing to do with with our spirituality. If you can wrap your head around that. I find that now because when I was alone in my, in my mind, in my thoughts, when the worst was the easiest way out, mm -hmm. there was no spiritual entity in my thoughts. There, I, that, I, I, I even felt disconnected from it, from my heart. 100%. So to, 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 I find to say, it's a choice, it's just a switch. I find it almost borderline offensive. And I'm glad you brought that up. Because, fuck no. Yeah. Uh-uh. It no. is an action we have to continually do. It's not just a switch. A switch, yeah. Okay, that so kind of put at, me off. Like, yeah. yeah, at one point, then you default. It takes every single day to keep choosing for yourself. Mm -hmm. Depression, people with mental health issues, it's not a joke. Oh, hell no. You know, and yeah. you're saying that, and I respect the fact, and I don't mean to make it that, that it's not that fake positive, like, you know, just be positive, just yeah, be positive. Yeah, no. no, and that's why I said, you have to <clears throat> acknowledge all of your emotions. Feel the crap, feel mm -hmm. the pain. And if you're in that state, you have to get help. There's no two ways about it, right? We are not our minds, we are not this body. If I tell you to close your eyes and imagine you looking down at your body, looking inside your, vo your mind, and then hearing your voice, who's the person hearing the voice that's looking at the person? We're beyond this depression can be hormonal imbalance it can be food imbalance you know they say chemical imbalances yeah I, i've i've uh, educated myself in that regard um and until i did i could not shake it um i was financially the most stable and i had ever been I was very young, everything was on par, but for whatever reason, I think that it had to do with the stress that I went through to become financially stable. And then you get all this money and then what? immediately you're afraid you're gonna lose it all again. Uh -huh. So fear. the fear, right? So I uh, developed this again through something, I'm plagiarizing this, this is something that I've heard or watched or read. It's fine. The whole past and future thing, man. I, I had to learn that while I was trapped inside my own mind, it became a time vessel. And if I spent too much time in the past, I found it true to be that that's where the pain was. Because if you're sad, it's because of some shit that already happened. Right. You're, you're, you're sad because you can't change that thing, you know. And if you're anxious, it's because you're worried about the future, yeah. you know. So I had to just realize that to get out of my depression, I had to stay the fuck out of my head because I knew that my head was gonna bring me somewhere negative and I had to engage in positive things in the right now, right now. 
if it has to exactly. hurt me, if it, I literally wore a bracelet, a leather bracelet that I would, snap. No, <laughs> I would, I would wrap around my wrist until it cut the circulation off of my hand, and to, and to, to until I could feel that my hand was tingling, and then it would, I'd have now to do it. Now you're in the now, and now you're in the now, and I get why I did that, and I'm not thinking about what I was thinking about, and babe, let's go on, and I literally had to come to terms with the fact that to speak to yourself out loud is not a sense of being crazy. Oh, no. It's a release. It, it, it's a release. So when I was at my worst and I was contemplating the worst and not even about harming myself, about like harming my children, like my mind was jacked. Like I, I yeah. <clears throat> And then you, 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 you don't think you're able to think these thoughts, and then all of a sudden they're floating around in your head, and the instinct kicks in, and you don't want to say it out loud because you're afraid somebody's going to hear you and put you away into an insane asylum or call the cops to come get you because he's having thoughts of this, and that perpetuates your panic and your anxiety and maybe I am crazy and before you're not before you realize that you're chasing yeah you're yep. chasing your tail in in the deepest darkest fucking hole you'll ever find yourself is right above your ears yeah. and if you trap yourself there you're fucked you're fucked and that's why nobody can pull you out but yourself so important to really take the time to do the work. I mean, what are we teaching in schools and how pointless is it? Why are we not teaching people how to be emotionally resilient, that they are not their thoughts, right? And that, like exactly what you said, I tell my clients this all the time. If you're living in the past and you're worrying, guess what your future is going to be? Mm -hmm. More of that because that's what it presently you're living in the past, so you're creating more of that in the future. If you're in anxiety about the future, again, you're creating more of the anxiety because you're not here. The secret to enlightenment is simple awareness. When you are present to the moment in the here and now, we do all sorts of work in a theta healing session. We're re literally re- we're breaking old synapses, reconnecting new synapses and giving you downloads to use them. But I tell my clients, we are creatures of habit. We have habitual thoughts that just go on, this broken tape recorder. So if you're living in the now and then you go, oh, I'm so stupid, I didn't do that. You need to stop, press that mental delete button and re just reframe it. Mm -hmm. And you have to do that over and over again. And every time you do that, neuropsychology says, praise yourself. Woohoo, I caught myself. Yeah, because your brain loves praise and celebration. We do none of it. We'll celebrate other people, but what about ourselves? Yeah. We don't do that. You want a way to make yourself feel good? Take a pen and paper and write down all of your accomplishments from kindergarten. I, you know, got, I won spelling bee. I graduated. I, whatever it is. And make a list of that and read that and celebrate. So what practices would you say or would you offer somebody who is currently already in a depression and trying to develop habits that will lead them out of it? Or, or lead them through it. They're the most simple ones. People think, now simple <laughs> is not necessarily easy, right? Doable, People yeah. you're saying, oh, it's simple. 
It simple is simple. Simple is like a foundation of the things you need to know. Right, but we're so defaulted to other things, and we love making things complicated. And the easy, the easy things we make complicated, and the things that are complicated, like we remain. Simpl- we try to simplify. Right, but it is the the you've heard it all before. The practice of gratitude. Mm-hmm. These are happiness hacks. These are studied by professors in Harvard and Yale, positive psychology. All of those things, I believe that you're about to say, starting with that is, and that's why I was specific to my question, for somebody who's already in depression. They need to seek help. I was at the point to where I was catatonic. Like I was just staring off, looking at the screen, but a little black corner of the frame, not even paying attention to what's going on, and Judy spoon feeding me jello. That debilitated. You weren't there anymore. I wasn't there anymore. So how? See, that's out of my scope. Well, let me ask you this. How did you get out of that? Because Mm -hmm. obviously you're not the same person that you were Exactly. No, I'm not. Um, I I did. I went and I got help. In fact, I don't even, I I, I suck because I don't remember her name, but I took two sessions with her. took me, all it took was two sessions speaking to this lady for me to come out of this, literally. Right here next to uh, Bourbon, the Bourbon Bar, whatever. Mm -hmm. Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street. There's a two-story building up there. She had her office there. I'm going to find out, and I'm going (laughs) to give her a call and say thank you. But I went, and she explained to me the chemical side of all of this and told me, stay off of caffeine. Start working out. Working out will will promote endorphins. Endorphins will help you feel happy. She said, fuck, go home and get your wife and have sex mm-hmm. and get into a positive mood and just she was a doctor in in on the walls and in the frames but she spoke to me as and if she real. was from my barrio man and she yeah. was a gringa so it was it was super weird and and you feel invade uh you know you feel invaded because you're there and you're being judged and spoken to she had a way to remove all of that and just talk to me and tell me what i needed to hear you know what's interesting about what you're talking about is uh, we've actually had conversations with people, quite a few people mm-hmm. that have gone through therapy, and a lot of people think that no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go goes back to the machismo. Like no way, yeah. you like, yeah, like therapy. therapy. La ropa sucia se lava en casa, yeah. basically. So you don't need to wait till you get to that point to go and just talk to no. somebody. God no, like yeah. your top performers in any field all have mentors and coaches. Yeah. Why? Healers need healers. I was working with a coach and I help people go through shit. Because we're all a work in progress. No one, and they tell you, right? Don't look up to your celebrities too much when you meet them in real life. (laughs) Never meet your heroes. yeah, Yeah, we're all works in progress. We are all going through our stuff. Some of us have just taken a couple of steps further up the ladder and that's it. Like the stuff she was telling you, it's true. It's physiology. Figuring out if you have a chemical imbalance, but moving your body. Tony Robbins says, there's a science of success. You figure out the science of success. You learn how to make money. But how many people, Robin Williams, for example, he made the world laugh. Mm -hmm. And the dude killed himself. So money obviously is not it. Isn't the recipe. Because there's the science of success, and then there's the art. Of fulfillment. Interesting. Success is not what you get, it's what you give. We are social beings. We need connection to thrive. 
You see orphans in orphanages, if they're not touched and loved and held, they don't survive. We don't live on an island. We need connection. Mm -hmm. So if you think you can do it all by yourself, you, you can't. can't. Yeah, you can't. And there is nothing wrong with seeking help, but we have these stupid ancestors, oh, you don't air your dirty laundry, oh, you don't talk about the whatever happens in your home. Yeah, no. So you've got, you've got relationships that are breaking down because you know, the husband's doing X, Y, Z, the wife's doing X, Y, Z, then they can't talk to anyone. And then therapy's a piece of crap, right? Like, oh, yeah. you don't go see the therapist. I think somebody explained it to me perfectly the other day. Uh, they said that he grew apart. No, not grew apart. He grew he and they didn't grow together. Right. Yeah. So that was that was a problem there. It's like you're taking this journey, like you screwed up in the past and now you're married, right? You screwed up. But you've gone on this journey where you've already healed, but you didn't take your wife along for the journey. So there's that disconnection right. there. But that happens with your friends too. As you do the work, you're raising your vibrations. You're raising your personal frequency, your magnetism, your energy, whatever you want to call it. When you're doing that, think of a radio state, radio. Mm -hmm. You're tuning into a station, right? Before you were on the hard rock station, 97.1 or whatever. Now and, it's podcasts. <laughs> and then everyone was following that and your friends. So you'd be going out, getting drunk downtown with your friends. And you were all in the same vibe. And it was, yeah. And then you grew up, you changed, you evolved, you did whatever work. Suddenly now you prefer 104.1, whatever it is. And so you're tuned into that station. So the people who are tuning into that station vibe with you. The ones who are still tuned to 97.1 fall away and you'll see your friends start shifting because you have nothing in common, but you want to do the work. When I got into my healing a decade ago, when I got into Theta Healing, it was because of a really crappy relationship. I believe you're supposed to bring out the best in each other. We were bringing out the worst in each other. And at one point I had to look at myself going, who the are you like you know screaming on the streets like that wow. was never me and i was like okay so i had a couple of sessions and my ex's sisters were like you're a totally different person before they were like this man can do no wrong we're talking now 12 years later i'm still in touch with his sisters and his nieces and nephews i have no idea what he's doing but i created that relationship and i stayed in that relationship just because I had created such bonds with the family, right? But when I went into my Theta healing session, it wasn't an automatic overnight, I'm a different person. But when I was faced in a situation where I was with him again and something happened, I was like, oh, yeah, buddy, I don't need this, peace, I'm out. Mm -hmm. No drama, no, you made your choice, I'm making a choice, mm -hmm. we're done. Yeah. And it's about doing that work and doing things to move your body, to change your focus. You know, what you focus on, you attract, right? What you resist persists. Law of attraction. It sounds all woo-woo, but it's not. There's science to it. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, you, I used to think that because it's like, ah, these, these people with their rocks and stuff like that, praying over it. No, but it's really, it's, it's energy. You put the word, I practice a ton of gratitude. I'd go outside in my backyard and stand on top of my, of my little picnic table and just look up into the sky at the moon and the stars. And I say what I'm grateful for. Yes. It, it helps with my 
mental awareness, mental health, and it's just, it feels good. It's scientifically proven. It is, like, if you go to the, the degrees, the positive psychology degrees, they show it. Doing something for someone else is a way to get yourself to feel better. You're feeling really shitty? Go out and do something for someone else mm -hmm. with no expectation mm -hmm. right send a message like you just thought oh i need to find that person i need to send a message start your day in 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 i have a i promote supplements right in our company whenever we have a meeting whenever we get together first thing we do first five minutes hey send out four messages of gratitude to people and we just send and you don't know what a different when you receive something in your dms someone says hey i really appreciated what you said i was going through something how does that make you feel you good it's smile a, on your face it's yeah. an instant high you asking for little trips put the smile on your face for 30 seconds mm -hmm. yeah really feel better yeah, you're yeah. releasing chemicals it's science it's not bullshit so let's let's talk about hormones then because uh, rob and i have been on the alternate day fasting mm -hmm. regimen for a while and you also do that mm -hmm. so kind of touch on it because i i discovered it probably about a few weeks after we started working out and i told rob not only are we going to be working out in the hottest time of the day let's work out fasted yeah. <laughs> he's like dude you're crazy, you're crazy man like there's no, no way it's the best thing for you it's, like, it's an interesting yeah. thing can you touch on that how long um, you've been doing it i'm i'm not an expert of any sort i've you know gotten into health and wellness and I, I i will be super real this year i was not the best <laughs> so honesty honesty right but past three and a half years you know i'm in my 40 i'm in my late 40s and family history diabetes high blood pressure heart disease lost two uncles in the past three years mom is one of 12 kids she's got seven stents you know so it runs in the family but we're not controlled by our genetics there's a whole science of epigenetics right if you go into that that's amazing so when i was introduced to the supplement pure therapeutic ketones it got me into the world of biohacking and understanding your body understanding wellness and you know with me with my spiritual sort of understanding it's a body mind spirit connection i was really connected to the creator i was like oh yeah life is great but i was ignoring my body and so as i started drinking the ketones starting listening to the research, attending these conferences, my mind was blown in understanding what a difference our brain makes to almost everything in our gut. Your gut is your second brain, yeah. right? And so understanding the foods we eat and how we live, especially in the United States, super processed foods, so many chemicals. There's an abundance of and everything. An abundance of everything. Shit, we're living in Texas, y'all. You know, the supersized Texas portions. Those portions are not in, it's like 1,200 calories. And that's like the norm. Most of your day's worth of meals. Yeah, what's interesting about what you're talking about is I've seen uh, some podcasts before and they talk about like when you go out to eat and they have like the, the calories on yep. there, those are allowed to be off by 25% by the government below and over oh, so that fluctuate yeah you you're allowed to be able to like it's it's crazy wow it's an insane thing but i i've noticed that <clears throat> the effects of the alternate day fasting uh they help us power through the, mm -hmm. the workouts it 
helps us live a little bit cleaner. Yeah. I know that once we start getting to like the 20, well, actually, well, after the 16th hour, you 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 get all this, start to get the benefits from right. fasting and oh, your well, microbiome. Apparently, this gives you. Right away. Right away. <laughs> Instant so ketosis. I'm kind, of, ketosis. I'm, I'm kind of in love with this and kind of hate well, you. For what I kind of like it do this because shit. you're kind of like retraining your brain. Like how awesome of a tool is it that you can go 48 to 60 hours I without love food? that you said that because the key word it's a tool mm -hmm. everyone's out there looking for a quick fix <clears throat> right <laughs> and some people are disciplined enough to do a diet count the calories count their macros blah 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 whatever they're doing more power to them not everyone's like that yeah. especially if you grow up in societies where everything is about food any celebration is food based mm -hmm. and then you have grandparents going mijo eat your food like you didn't eat enough have another yeah. tortilla or you know whatever it is and food is a center of attraction and so we have all these weird emotional eating we eat food when we're depressed when we're happy because and it's not even our fault it's because there's shit in our food can i say that yeah, of course okay i'm just I'm, I'm trying to be very decent but there is actual shit in our food that creates the cravings for more the coloring the the taste buds there's a whole food science out there to make us overconsume. Hmm. and so if you've seen the documentary about sugar again science not woo, -woo sugar addiction is as powerful and stimulates the same areas of your brain as crack cocaine wow and there is sugar in everything wow yeah when you when you start looking at it like that kind of sucks it yeah. does <laughs> and then you have the socioeconomic disparity that's going on where people can't afford the cleaner food yeah. and so i used to do like little promo gigs in supermarkets right and i would see what was in people's shopping carts and the signs and it was like you know the big extra hawaiian punches and the snacky foods and and you're seeing did you guys know that McAllen is number one in the nation for uh, i mean the rio grande valley obesity right? obesity mm -hmm. that links to diabetes right yeah, and it. like when i moved here i felt like a skinny person and in in hong kong i was like a triple xl wow <laughs> right and over here sometimes i'm like oh i'm not that bad but it get you it, it messes with your mind sure. yeah. but then the motivation working out is really hard and you have all this different information that's bombarded with you you can do 10 minutes, 15 minutes of working out. More, more important than cardio is strength training. Mm -hmm. From what I've learned, I'm not an expert. Don't come at me, anybody, <laughs> right? But strength training, having adequate protein. Mm -hmm. As we get older, we lose muscle mass. Muscle burns fat. Yeah, I heard the old uh, old adage that you're supposed to have at least 50 grams of protein, but now they're they're saying it's supposed to be 70 grams of protein per day for for anybody across the line. And there's nobody that's really hitting that unless you're eating a ton of meat. Plus, also it depends on the quality of the protein that you're getting too. Like the lean chicken, the turkey, all that stuff is different than fajitas and ribeyes and stuff like right. that. So and, and there's such there's so many different. You've got the carnivore diet, right? Yeah. Only meat, and it's a fatty meat and if you can get grass-fed even better eggs butter and there's a science to it i have seen just because it was such an interest to me and i was exposed to that world right 
of understanding how we eat and what it affects in our brain and MCT oils and all these things that you have to find something that works for you. For you individually. The only diet that works is the one you'll do, right? That's and the word diet <laughs> has the word die in it. So it doesn't work for anyone because as soon as you think diet, what do you think? Restriction. Yeah, failure. And how many of us, I mean, I think everyone listening to this podcast has tried some form of oh, diet of other. I mean, I remember living in LA doing like Jenny Craig back in the day and those little meals and weighing in and it's this constant and I'm all for body positivity. I'm all for love the skin you're in, but I'm also all for being a healthy version of yourself. And no one can tell me at 300 pounds, you're the best version of yourself. Yeah. What's interesting about that is uh, like the people that, that commented on my comment uh, post earlier, uh, there was a bunch of guys. So yeah. I was like, dude, go lift weights. Like, get your testosterone up. As soon as you touch the weight, your testosterone goes <laughs> right? up. Yeah. You feel good. You feel better. Yeah. And I, I would say that to anybody. He's like, I hate cardio. I don't know anybody. Cardio <laughs> well, sucks. Maybe, uh, maybe there's somebody out there that loves cardio. I hate cardio. And I'm sure everybody else dislikes cardio as much as I do. Of course, you get benefits out of it. But lifting the weights, you'll get more progress faster right. from what we've learned. That I'm, has yeah. been true We're no for expert. us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, because we're, we're being trained by an expert, but we don't know. Muscles burn fat. fat. Mm -hmm. The more muscle mass you have, the more fat you're burning. If you're doing fasting, you're then allowing your body to feed on ketones that are naturally being produced by your liver. So you're in a state of ketosis. When you're in a state of ketosis, your brain is being fueled by ketones as opposed to sugar, glucose that you know our foods convert into and so initially when you're fasting people tell me i could never fast i mm -hmm. thought the same thing but it's the number one thing i hear like yeah, when i, talk I could about never it. do it i need to eat mm -hmm. you know i'll get a headache in the morning yeah because we're trained that way yeah breakfast just means breaking your fast it could be at any time yeah, and the fast. more you give your body time to digest and do the things one of the biggest benefits of Fasting and especially longer fasting is autophagy, mm -hmm. allowing the old dead cells, cells to die off, to and, die off and go through. And then if you go even further, then you're stimulating your growth hormone. You're, you know, so that gets stimulated. So yeah, day one, you're cranky because what's happening is you are burning off the carbs and glucose that are stored in the body. And especially if you've eaten really crappy mm -hmm. and then you fast, you're going to be miserable day one. It's that hangriness that comes mm -hmm. in. You're going to be miserable. We're programmed, oh, 12 o'clock, need to eat. People mm -hmm. are programmed, not even if they're hungry. And what we learned was listen to your body. Eat when you're hungry, stop before you're super full. Yeah. You know, if you're eating things that are better for you, you're going to be more satiated. So not being afraid of fat, good fats. Mm -hmm. When I was doing this, my triglycerides were down to a 28. They average out to 56. My doctor said 150 was good for an average human. Wow. Every time I, I had to go, I'm on, on a biologic for my skin. So I go see the doctor every four months and I get my blood work done, which is great. So you can see, he told me I had the blood work of an 18 year old marathon runner. And he said, wait, 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 not from the US, from Africa. 
And he said, a cardiologist would drool over your blood work because like my HDL to LDL ratio was really good. Sugar was good. My triglycerides were low and I was eating good fats. I was drinking my ketones daily. I was taking in my MCTs and functional fat in my coffee and just being a lot more aware of what I ate. Of what you're putting into your body. We're social creatures. Like I'm out all the time. I'm so involved in the community, so there's food. But I was going for Taco Tuesday, having five tacos, but just the meat, some avocado, no tortillas. Mm-hmm. And now tortillas taste really boring and bland to me, especially corn tortillas. They're no fun. Mm-hmm. I prefer the meat. Yeah. And I mean, they're not, it's not the healthiest things like going to fast food and getting a burger without the bun. But it's a better alternative, right? If that's what you're gonna do, and that's how you start. Then you start cooking, you start understanding what portion size looks like. You were talking about 70 grams of protein. The theory that my coach is subscribed to is about 150 grams of protein a day. That's if you're you're building building muscle and, and working out. Because I think on the average, you know, so you're talking about just yeah. average, like a regular yeah, person. Yeah, wow. start like having clean, lean protein in your system and prioritizing protein. That's an interesting topic, though, because the quality of protein matters. And I, and I saw something about this yesterday is like, uh, like in third world countries, they have to eat this amount of protein to live a certain style of life, their healthier life. And on the bottom says high quality protein. See, high quality protein is not from peas. It's not from certain no. vegetables. It's from meat. Yeah, it's, animal it's, it's protein yeah. is your most, dig- I mean, again, not an expert. All you vegans, don't come hating on me. I'm a, I'm a YouTube A student right here. So. <laughs> so I'm just like, but it's understanding good, better, best. That's what we were trained in the company that, you know, we, I promote the, the peer therapy to ketones. Good, better, best, right? You're drinking six sodas a day. Switch to diet soda. It's good, right? You're not drinking the sugary soda. Yeah. So good. Then switch to, um, you know, seltzer water, flavored water. Mm-hmm. Better. Best is drinking water, yeah. right? So... It's get in where you fit in. All these rules, like you have to do this and you have to do that. You're gonna quit before you even get started. It's about creating tiny habits, tiny changes and compounding on those changes. Because what people do January 1st, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm going to eat healthy, I'm going to do this come January 21st. Yeah, it's all, it's all. It's all bullshit because you're over committing. Make one change. And, and then add to it. That one change can be just literally adding vegetables to your food every day going forward. I think those little changes that you, that, like spinach, like broccoli. I hate broccoli. I talk oh, about I it all broccoli. the time. <laughs> well, I switched yeah. over to uh, kale and, and uh, the, the beet leaves. Those are so good. Yeah. So now again, <laughs> you'll have people like if you follow Dave Asprey, who's like Bulletproof Coffee, now mm-hmm. Danger Coffee. Um, he'll tell you there's so many oxalates and kale that kale is the worst thing you could eat for you (laughs) like i said there's so much so you need to judge it by your body yeah put something in if you're bloated that's not natural most people like oh i'm so bloated after a meal it's because you're eating shit that doesn't agree with your Mm -hmm. system Mm -hmm. yeah listen to your body listen to your body and it could be the kale and the broccoli because there's a lot of oxalates 
lep lycopin and that's in tomatoes and nightshades and other things in your vegetables and salicates that could create skin disease that could create there's so many stories of vegans who might outwardly look fit and they're yogis and stuff who've turned carnivore because the vegetables were killing them interesting and that's a whole other topic maybe you can find someone to talk about that but it's listening to your body knowing but we don't right again life happiness everything we're on autopilot we're just mm -hmm. running from our subconscious mind doing things <clears throat> in autopilot we get up in the morning brush our teeth get our cup of coffee get into the car drive get to work and go oh shit i'm here because yeah. we're taking the same routes we're not stimulating our brains you're on autopilot you're on yeah. autopilot and so then you're not living in the present moment and that works for all these habits we have created for ourselves so we don't have to retrain ourselves like i talk about i learned to drive seven years ago and for me, I had to check my rear view, you know, okay, brake, accelerator, what am I doing? You know, and I was driving Miss Daisy. Now I'm in the car and I'm Schumacher. Yeah. I'm like, get out of my way, but they all, you know. <laughs> the road rage for me is a stress release. I let it out there in the car and then I'm like, and you don't bring it with you. I don't carry it forward, <laughs> well, but good, it's good. my way of just letting out stress. <clears throat> oh man, indicate people, it's not that hard. Click, you know, and if you're driving, on a 55, don't go 35 in the fast lane. I beg you, don't go 35. Okay. I'm Going back to the fasting, uh, and yes. I, I started researching a ton because I wanted to make sure I was doing it right and I wasn't screwing up my mm -hmm. body. Uh, the way you break your fast is as important as the fast itself. So if you're thinking about doing a fast out there, anybody, mm -hmm. uh, make sure you break it with a super lean protein or a protein shake. That's what I do it with now. Yeah. And a little bit of carbs. Uh, I use spinach. So it's yeah. just it's important because then it, it, it devalues everything that you just yeah. went through the for whole the past way, yeah. 24 hours you like. can do an omelet <clears throat> you can do a protein shake you can break your fast um you don't want to jump into something that's crappy right i didn't because know this when i started fasting so my first three fasts <laughs> i broke them with like water burger pizza Hut. yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. I, told, I told you too you, you late, told man. Me three, three fast <laughs> sessions it's, late. I was like, yeah, give me some three tacos, and I want to pop up for myself. Yeah. And if you, you want wanna... shit, order your own stuff. Like I didn't want to share. Ease into it, and so yeah, no, I didn't get that. I didn't get um, that memo. One of the mentors in our in our company, he talks about creating like a chicken broth, a chicken soup. Mm -hmm. Like so, you've got broth happening. You know, bone broth is all the rage, yeah. or the collagen, and all of these things. So you're breaking your fast with like a broth with a little bit of protein and, and the collagen in that stuff helps with your microbiome <clears throat> i can't do the broth I've tried, I've tried the beef broth the bone broth and and warm and cold and yeah i told uh, the guys like you no. like in just imagine field, like pho or ramen and the broth from that well yeah i get that and those are good but the ones that eat tv and the ones that <laughs> so you have to be a little on, more creative yeah well in what i used to work in the oil field and when it was cold and we were out there on the rig on the derrick floor all the guys would have their own like little carton of uh, chicken broth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They'd just go and put it in the microwave. Mm -hmm. and you'd be just sipping on it like if it was coffee. I can do chicken broth, but the bone broth and the beef broth, god damn, no. That's just, at well, least the ones that I've tasted. Because of the collagen, it helps repair your microbiome and all those little hairs that are in your stomach, it gets to absorb because it heals better. I it love, I love fuzz. It, I mean, I, I, I yeah. tendon and beef and all that stuff. I'm, so I'm just down, the broth from a pho. Is, is sufficient. Sufficient. 
Okay, well then I'm breaking my fuzz at the at, at <laughs> Just try not to add the noodles, ask them for breaking the soup, my fast. maybe a little bit of the protein in it, and say no noodles. Not even rice noodles? I mean, I thought rice noodles If were, you're breaking it fast, probably not. Probably not. All right. Yeah, I think you'd be good with a protein shake. Eat the noodles later, man. So when we do our fasting, so the company believes in fasting, and so we do a, a, a keto reboot, it's called. So it comes with a little kit. And so you're drinking ketones, pure therapy ketones. You're having your electrolytes. Now, if you're doing any form of fasting, your electrolytes are key. Otherwise, you are going into dehydration. You're losing minerals, using your pink Himalayan salt or real sea salt, you know, the Richmond real salt. So important because a lot of people go, oh, I get lightheaded, I get headaches. It's because you're dehydrated. dehydrated. 70% of the population is dehydrated. Our water is dead. You're drinking purified water that has no value nothing. to it. Right. Oh, I drink gallons. Yeah, but there's nothing in it. So we have an electrolyte that regenerates your your mitochondria, and your mitochondria is your powerhouse of your cells, yeah, your energy. energy. Yeah. So it's called Mitoplex, right? And I'm not here trying to, we, we didn't even speak about this, mm -hmm. not even talking about promoting products or anything, so but hydration. So you're, you're drinking your ketones, so you're going into ketosis faster, and you're not going through like that keto flu and that real hanger. Mm -hmm. So it's a supported fast, but you're not breaking your fast because you're not taking anything of relevance, right, to break it. So you're doing two ketones, you're doing your electrolytes. We have a bone broth that you mm -hmm. can sip on. Not my favorite. There's a salted caramel one that I salted mix in. Salted caramel yeah. bone broth? Yeah. What? Yeah, that I mix in to my uh, coffee. I'm really down. Good. I'm down. Wow. Yeah. Salted caramel bone yeah, broth. Yeah, it's super yummy. Interesting. Uh, you got to give me one of those. Yeah, I'll, I'll get some. And so when you do that, you're supporting yourself in the two and a half days. You know, you're sleeping for some of it. First day, depending again on what you've been eating, you could be suffering. You could be in and out of the bathroom. Mm -hmm and feeling kind of weak by the time like i was on the the second day 48 50 hours in i'm going bike riding with my boyfriend i don't ride a bike i ride a trike i don't know i ride a bicycle mm -hmm. anyways but like like super good mood doing lives going woo, and i haven't eaten people 50 like hours that. into a fest yeah. yeah yeah and and then i don't break it i I like to sleep. I don't have a day job, so I like to sleep. And so I don't get up at 9 a.m. and break my fast. I'll sleep in. So it, yeah. it'll be like 68, 70 hours wow. till I break my fast. And it's perfect. And then we have a protein shake, which is only five grams of protein, but those five grams have ketones in it too. So it's really effective in the body. There's so much science behind it. Like the research that goes into this. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the people who wrote the ketogenic Bible. You're wow. talking about the people who wrote, you know, who are doing research on brain health. And they say if you're fueling yourself on ketones, either self-produced by doing the diet or drinking them, you have to be really careful on what you're consuming. There's so much crap on the market these places, these days. You want to know that it's the right form, you know, and check. Yeah. You know, someone might sell it a lot cheaper, but you need so much more to get the effective dosage. People don't realize these things, yeah. right? It's a marketing ploy. Here, we connect with people. We coach them through it. You have so many resources to understand what you're doing with the body. That's why it's sold through community-based marketing. How can people find you and reach out to you? Um, 
So several ways. I'm on Facebook, Dina Sabnani. You can like my business page. It's Dina Sabnani bringing joy back. Oh no, Dina Sabnani, the joy activator. On Instagram, I'm at the joy activator. Uh, I have a new website. I'm so excited about it. it. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's www.dinasabnani.com. Just reach out. I'm super involved in the community. Like I said, vice chair of membership for the RGV Hispanic Chamber. I'm on the board of the Hispanic Women's Network of Texas. I'm on the board of the Organization of Women Executives. I'm part wow. of Femme City, part You're of busy. NHBO. For me, it was all about community and collab you know how in the beginning of the year you choose your words for the year mm -hmm. so it was community and collaboration and for me it was how can i surf how can i go out the joy activator is my purpose in life i realized that me being my true authentic expression of myself flowers in my hair being this joyful spirit people always assumed I was much younger than I actually had. So they're like, oh, Dina, happy, blah, blah, blah. She's in her tw late 20s, maybe early 30s, not understanding the depth of wisdom mm -hmm. that you've accumulated, that I've accumulated not only from experiences, from the awareness, from being connected, from learning so much about personal development, Tony Robbins, Joseph McClendon, so many mentors, right? Mm -hmm. And learning these stuff that I was able to help other people go through so many things, trauma, drama using energy intuitive i do energy scans with people we clear stuff and then we talk like if you came to therapy we we would identify limiting beliefs and change them it's like defragging a computer and so understanding that and finally being able to claim my purpose we get to choose our purpose choice mm -hmm. choice so my purpose on this planet is simply to be a lighthouse of joy. I know that when I walk into, the, into a room, my energy makes a difference. I know I change the energy of that room. And I don't say that from a place of ego. And before we were like, oh, be humble, you don't want to talk about this. Awareness. But from awareness and stepping into my power and me shining my light gives people around me permission to shine their lights too. It's like, stop this. So many clients come to me and they're afraid of taking up space and they're taught to be humble and children should be seen and not heard and like, you know, unworthiness, not enoughness. That's what people struggle with. And that comes from our social conditioning, our ancestral conditioning, our parents learning from their parents and like putting you down all the time thinking that'll help you grow where it creates messed up children. Yeah, the society sure telling you that you need to achieve this and this is what success looks like. Fuck that. Mm -hmm. Success is what you define. So if it's just having your little boutique with making candles and you know having a partner and three cats, if that is making your life joyful that is success that's success yeah you define your success i used to just struggle with my self-worth being linked to achievement and my bank balance allowing yourself to feel that way is, is is difficult sometimes yes and that's why you do the help you do the mental training you go seek people that you resonate with to do the healing people in our age group and in our sort of more slightly more aware thinking, therapy may not be the ideal situation because we can outthink our therapist. We can tell the therapist huh. what we think they want to hear. One of my clients had been in therapy. She said, going to therapy for me, for her, and I love you therapist, 
more power to you, social workers, counselors, do the stuff because they're people who need it. But she said it was like showing them your living room, but your closets were left unseen. And like therapy was a lot of talking and cheering, and it was draining and difficult, right? But I had another gentleman, regional director, Latin America of a huge, very well-known company coming in. He's a Dina, I did six months of therapy. One session with you went further, faster, deeper than six months because you're going into the heart of the matter. We're all capable of being intuitive beings. We're all capable of connecting to this energy, whatever you wanted to call, to call it. I tell people who are religious, if you, if you believe in Christ, don't go to Christ the figure. Go to the Christ consciousness. If it's Buddha, go to the consciousness, the all of it. So I use the term creator of all that is. And when you're connected to source and you understand you, I literally see things, hear things, sense things. How? I don't know, but I've learned to connect, go into the theta brain space and ask. I had a client come in, didn't know her from Adam. I had moved here. There's an energy healing called giving love to you when you were a baby in the womb, the moment you were conceived. I literally saw the egg split and start moving around. And then I see this fetus and I see this big needle going into the mother's back and I'm like, the fuck and the fetus wasn't moving in the like very well like it was like slow so i asked her she goes i have no idea she goes home called me back going holy shit she goes my mother said that she was highly anemic when i was you know when she was pregnant with me and the doctor said you might not want to keep the child um and it was a really slow going in the first trimester and she used to get iron shots in her back wow. needle was this big she sent me her mother she sent me her aunt she sent me her her partner because how did you know that i i asked i huh. saw it's quantum physics it's not woo woo you're connecting and term healer it's so like it's not something that i'm fond of we're all healers my role is literally a witness a facilitator of the healing. People are like, don't you get drained? I'm like, no, because I'm not using my own energy. A lot of times, other healers will use a lot of their energy and they're like, oh, I'm so drained, and they take on other people's issues. Fuck no, I don't want anyone's issues. Yeah. I hear a lot of painful things in my room. It's the creator. Tap into that energy and it's overflowing. Wow. Then it's not my energy that's being drained. I am witnessing when a molecule is observed, it changes its behavior. Yeah. So I'm witnessing things leaving the body, things coming in, I'm hearing, and we all have the ability to do that, and I'm no one special. Interesting. Well, Dina, <laughs> thank you we're so a much. Guest today, so. <laughs> Wait, what did you bring us? Check oh, so out. I brought you guys a can of Keto Up. That is a lifestyle drink. It's not an energy drink like you get like your Red Bulls and your Bangs and stuff. This is clean fuel. It's instant ketosis. So you drink this and within, I would say 10 minutes or less, you are, your body is in a state of blood ketone level 0.5 or more ketosis. And the benefits of ketosis, as we talked about, are you know, better mood, better energy, mm -hmm. better focus. This is like brain fuel. Yeah. I always tell people it's brain fuel. Like I say, better body fuel, right? You're fueling your body. I'm not going to do a diet. So if I can enhance it with a tool, this is the, the form of instant ketosis. But what we have are um, packets of a BHB salt, 
ketone salt that has CMED 100, that has all these really good ingredients that put your body into a state of ketosis within an hour. This wow. is a little fun. You you got root beer yes, flavor. Yes, I got root beer float. What, what do you have right there? I have unicorn slam. Unicorn slam. I love the names. Yeah, we have great flavors, Mai Tais and mojito freezes of our, of our salts. Then we have like a functional fat for your coffee or you mix it with ketones that has four types of collagen, three types of MCT. Again, brain fuel. Yeah. Right? You and then electrolytes. It's all synergistically created products. Yeah. Wow. And so it's not sold on the shelf. You wanna find someone who distributes it, speak to them. There's coaching. And There's you people. distribute. I do. Okay. I so do. they can reach out to you for they can if they want to feel better. I had a friend of mine who drank them and then disappeared for a while and then she got back on them and she goes, Dina, I cannot tell you the difference it makes on my mood like she goes i was just really unhappy and broke up with someone and all this stuff was happening and she goes i just felt more alive hmm. i felt better and look when you feel good you're going to make better choices mm -hmm. you're going Absolutely. to move your body yeah. more we have a buddy that uh he he <laughs> likes long-term relationships and every time he breaks up with this person or person uh he goes on a fast yeah. to like just get rid of it everything <laughs> cleanse cleanse yeah, yeah. a cleanse but remember it's body mind and spirit <laughs> yeah. right so we have to take time in the morning to set an intention you don't have time to do on a half an hour meditation five minutes when you're waking up in the morning sit up on your bed you know that in between state connect to the creator god source whatever being greater than you and gratitude thank you so much for this wonderful day I'm setting the, I am choosing to set the intention. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think for the people that think it's stupid, try, try it. it. Try it. Just yeah, try I've it. Done it and you'll try see. It. Yeah. I do it. Like, I, I wake up in the morning so with so many top, top specialists, personal development gurus who are telling you set your day, start with gratitude, end with gratitude. When you go to sleep, your mind works on what you're thinking about. So if you fall asleep with the news on, guess what you're spewing Stays through? There, yeah. We get to, I need to say this, you are an amazing being. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. It's a journey. You want to find joy on the journey. Yeah. Shit happens to all of us. No one is free from bad things. But what's a molehill to someone could be a mountain to someone else and vice versa. When you start making choices and take the remote control back of your life, we allow everyone to press our buttons. It's society's responsibility. It's our parents' responsibility. It's my spouse's responsibility. Happiness is your own damn responsibility. You're responsible for your own happiness. You're responsible for your own unhappiness. You're responsible to, if you're spiraling out of control in deep depths of depression, to go and seek help. Mm -hmm. It's your responsibility. No one else can do it for you, right? Yeah. You can lead the horse to the well, but you can't make them drink. So if you take back the remote control of your life and start pressing your own buttons and realizing you have choices, wake up in the morning, start your day with intention. So if the guy at McDonald's is in a crappy mood and yells, like you said, how your friend said about the road rage, mm -hmm and giving your energy away. Don't do that, you're in control. I tell people you go to McDonald's, the guy 
is in a bad mood. Maybe he had a fight with his wife or is... You don't know what's going on in there. Financial life, stress. You give him a $100 bill, gets pissed off early in the morning. I don't have to... And then you get pissed off and you're like, F you, buddy. You get your coffee, you're driving, the coffee spills on your pants. You're in an even miserable mood. You get to work, you're yelling at your secretary, at your colleagues, and you're creating what? A ripple effect of negativity. Mm-hmm. But if you nip it in a bud and go, that guy might be going through some stress, God bless you. Send a little bit of love and light, you know, like Care Bears. Boom, I'm sending you love. <laughs> Imagine it. You leave it there. You leave it there. You get in your car. Your coffee's super yummy. Your favorite song's playing on the radio. You get all green lights all the way down 2nd Street from Pecan <laughs> to Wichita. I, I mean, I've done that. Like, it's all greens, and you're just cruising. <laughs> you're you in a try great, that, man. <laughs> great mood. You go and you get good news at work, and then you share it, and then you're creating that ripple effect of love and good vibes. It's your responsibility for your energy. Turn up that magnetism. Turn up that e- energy is life. Mm-hmm. Energy is life. Do things that make you energetic, that make you feel good. Sorry, I'm, I'm so hyped on, up. On that <laughs> note, turn up your energy, guys. And Dina, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for, so much. for coming on and helping us yeah. uh, as a studio promote positivity. I think and it's keep yeah. important. You know, thank you for doing that. I've been reading your posts, and you always make an effort to say, hey, you get to choose. Hey, well, you know, it's all easier that, to be happy. All that is for me, because I need so much motivation in my life. It's All that stuff is for me, but if people can benefit off it, well. That's yeah, the not? truth. Yeah. Share, because every time I share, it's for me. Yeah. Notes to self. I channel things. I'm like, oh, shit, that was good. Automatically, people are in your DMs and saying, Thank you. I needed that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We all do. We're all social beings. So We're all social spread that beings. love. Thank you so much. Thank you so for much for being me. on the show. Thank you. I am so excited so to much. share this. Yay! <laughs> See y'all later. Bye. Till next time. Sorry, you guys. I go on and on and on. <laughs> no, you're-